Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. The right man. And that's going up against... Get mine, get yours. (laughs) This is a bit of an interesting one. I like to think of these songs as one that's about how sort of uh, a relationship or a marriage starts and the other one is sort of where it goes. (laughs) The circle of life is our Miss X. So let's first start talking about The Right Man. So this is the final track and album closer on the second disc of Back to Basics and it was written by Christina and Linda Perry and produced by Linda Perry along with the rest of the second disc of Back to Basics as we know is a more sort of authentic tribute to the 20s, 30s, 40s musical styles and that's heavily inspired Christina from an early age and sort of as with the majority of the songs on Back to Basics on both discs um, this is inspired by her marriage and relationship with Jordan Bratman and this song in particular is about their wedding day and the emotions that she's feeling and what she wants, what she's wishing. Um, In this song Christina recalls how her wedding day sort of brought an unanticipated moment of sadness when she realised that she didn't have a father to walk her down the aisle. Um, As we know Christina has had a very tumultuous relationship with her father from her childhood as she grew up in a house filled with domestic abuse and hasn't had a real relationship with her father since her parents got divorced. And she's almost having sort of this moment of poignancy where she is realising that what traditionally normally happens on a wedding day where the father of the bride walks the bride down the aisle is not going to be um, happening. So she's having sort of a moment of sadness where she won't be able to have that but also uh, in a moment of sort of empowerment because she ended up walking down the aisle on her own um, and um, she's sort of standing there as a strong independent woman sort of thing. Um, So Christina got married to Jordan in 2005, so sort of a year or so before the release of Back to Basics. Um, And as we know, that's sort of when Christina started to work on the album. And this is why the album is very heavily inspired by her relationship with Jordan, by her marriage, by being a married woman, um, complete sort of departure to, to Stripped, where Stripped is focusing on, you know, her how she sees femininity, how she stands up as a strong woman Um, and and what she's basically saying in Back to Basics is I can still be that but I am a married woman now. Um, So this is why, like I said, a lot of the songs on Back to Basics, um, ones that we've covered so far in episodes as well, are are based and inspired very heavily about being in love and being in a a relationship and being a wife. Um, So like I said, they got married in um, a year before Back to Basics was released in Napa Valley, California, which is um, known for uh, a lot of winemaking, I think. 
um, which is quite cool. Um, but um, Jordan was is Jewish, so they had a traditional Jewish ceremony, um, followed by a reception with these sort of ivory, cream, white and silver themes. And uh, the food menu was um, their favourite comfort food together. So like ribs, macaroni, cheese, onion rings, mashed potato. And the cake was this sort of white chocolate cake with pink roses. I mean, does this wedding sound amazing or what? I remember... Um, you know, obviously, when celebrities get married, um, you know, you know, magazines end up um, trying to fight for, you know, picture exclusivity and interviews and stuff like that on the day. Um, I think in the UK that ended up being to OK Magazine, because I do remember having the issue um, with both Christine and Jordan on the cover. And there was, you know, a good sort of few page insert about the wedding day itself. There was lots of pictures in there um, of, of Christina and, and, you know, the actual... Um, setup of the wedding and and the decor and everything like that. Um, I'm gonna see if I, if I can find that in my little collection. I'm sure I've got it somewhere. Um, so it's um, it was you know that that was what it was in the UK. I'm not sure what it was in the US, but um, that's basically um, how it looked. Um, I actually think that Christina, if I remember, Christina sang Lady Marmalade at her wedding. Um, of course, if you are a singer and you are a very well-known singer, you have to sing at your wedding. It's not narcissistic, it's cool. Um, and uh, their first dance was to a song called In a Sentimental Mood by John Coltrane and Duke Ellington. Beautiful, beautiful piece of music um, with, you know, the jazz piano and the gorgeous saxophone. Um, Christina has actually said that this song is quite inspiring because after a sort of a very long day in the studio or a very long day of work, she likes to put something like that on to sort of really wind down and get back to her thoughts and, and sort of be in wind down mode. And um, it's so nice that that was their song as well at the wedding. Um, it means a lot to her. Uh, I do listen to the song. It's very calming, very, very relaxing, completely instrumental. There's no singing on it at all, but it's just this beautiful piece of jazz that just sort of takes you away and sweeps you away. And not a lot of music can do that. And um, I think they also had At Last as well um, by Etta James. They dedicated that song uh, she dedicated that song to Jordan because she felt that it had true meaning to her after getting married. You know, at last, my love has come along. Uh, great lyrics. And that song means a lot to her as well. Etta James, as we know, means a lot to Christina because Etta and Christina, you know, very, very heavily inspired. And, um, you know, they met each other and, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. So um, it, it, all these songs mean a lot to her, which was really, really nice. Um, like I said before, Christina actually walked herself down the aisle. She said she didn't realise how nervous she was about this until it actually came to it at the time because, you know, like I said, it probably made her feel quite empowered. She understood how amazing it would have been to have her father, a man, holding her arm to give her away. Um, and, you know, that man giving away to the next man in her life. And that was the first time she felt that she needed a father figure. I think she's actually on record saying that. So... It's it like I said that the, the song itself is quite um, it's very emotional and it's an emotional end to the album because um, of all the different sort of emotions it conveys and the different feelings that are going through Christina's um, head. It's very very personal as well. You know, even if a lot of the album is personal as well, I think this probably is the most personal song on Back to Basics, which 
it's quite nice moment of vulnerability that we can all relate to um so like i said the song itself is this sweeping almost operatic ballad with this massive orchestral string section and there's a church choir at the end it's very very powerful stuff but it's also very elegant i also think a, a lot of the second disc is sort of very very classy yes there's innuendos as there always is on a christina album but it has a lot of elegance and shows a lot of maturity um you know compared to a lot of the other material that christina may have recorded in the past so um we've been looking at favorite parts and favorite lyrics and nothing different here and my favorite part and lyric actually all comes from the end of the song the climax of the song so my favorite part is just all where it completely swells up and reaches the crescendo and the string section comes in and then we have the choir and her voice it just has that little tinge of reverb as well um it conjures up so much imagery of her in a church in her bridal gown and just you know understanding all the emotions that must be going through her head um as they're getting ready to get married um it it really makes you feel that connection to her the way that everything's all layered up and it's brilliant and my favorite lyric from this part is right at the end of the song and you know the lyric to end the album on which is and one day my little girl will reach out her hand she'll know i found the right man um this a lot of analysis has been done from the fighter family and christina fans of this lyric um and what it's all about um I personally think she's predicting that in the future she will have a little girl and she will have what Christina didn't have as a child in terms of this father figure, um, which her and Jordan end up having a son. Um, But um, I think it's just um, because it's all about the right man. It's all about it's all about the man, the the figure that's there. Um, And um, it's quite emotional because it's it's very very sad too because we know that christina and jordan are no longer together anymore um because they divorced in 2010 and and like i said they had a son but christina now has a daughter with her fiance uh, matt rutler and christina's always said um how important it is to make it work and how obvious it's very obvious that she has a great relationship with jordan and how they make it all work for their children and the children are the most important thing to her i think she's actually posted on her instagram you know a picture of her jordan and max um mixed families can work or something like that um so that 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 actually is a good sign and um shows how good of a mum she is because she is making it work she's done a lot you know laid a lot of sacrifices for her children um you know in in that we've not heard music from a while and she's kept herself in one place you know she took a seat on one of the judges um or coaches seats on the voice for a few years just while her children were growing up and it's something for them to have like a grounded base rather than touring the world um so we know that how that's really really important to her but um yeah that that one my day my little girl um it's just such a beautiful lyric and i'm sure she has this big connection with summer um because we know about it from this line um this is one of those songs for me that has sort of grown on me since the release of it i i never really considered it as an album highlight for me when i was back in the day in 2006 when back to basics was released um but looking back on it and how personal and sentimental it is um to her especially i have drawn to it more um and it is truly one of those unique underrated songs in her catalogue because 
you know, a lot of people think, oh, the, oh, the album's coming to an end and, um, you know, that's that. Um, you know, we've listened to the bulk of the album. We don't need to pay attention to the last song. But Christina's always made albums to take us on a journey. And that last song to leave us with that feeling of sadness yet hopefulness is hard to get right in a song. And like I said, it's very, very unique. And I do appreciate it a lot more now than I did back then. So yeah, that's that. So let's move on to talking about the song that The Right Man is up against, which is Get Mine, Get Yours. So this is track number 15 on Stripped, which was released in 2002. And it was written by Christina, Steve Morales, Balewa Mohammed from The Clutch and David Siegel. And it was produced by The Clutch, Balewa Mohammed and um, Steve Morales. And um, this song is about... Uh, the sex <laughs> but it's more about sort of like the lustful side of it and just having this sort of non-string attached relationship where it's just about sort of the physical aspects of relationship rather than the feelings or the emotion behind it um it's very very r&b pop with this really really addictive funky bass line it's so addictive so 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 addictive i remember listening to it the first time and i was like wow this is like really different um it's almost i mean i i i i used to think it was almost bangra like um the but 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 like uh, you'll know what i mean i think you'll know what i mean i mean if you if you're still listening you'll know what i mean but um it has this pace but um i don't know how 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 you all feel like when you listen to this song um but it for me it's very excitement building um i don't know if that's because it precedes dirty in the track list and dirty as we know is this phenomenal monster of a song um or because of the content of the song or because of how it's got this string section and we've got these you know synths and it, oh it's just beautiful but hmm, who knows but you know we've said before christine is not an artist who is afraid to tap into her x-rated and sensual side and lay it all out on the table and by god it's all out on the table here it's full 110 percent volume turned up here um so yeah it's this great funky song i think um if I remember correctly, Christina was saying, or maybe another producer who was on Stripped, that, um, you know, like like we said, Dirty was a last minute addition to the album. It's the last track recorded on the album, um, which means that this was probably one of the, the only sort of major up tempos. Um, so, um, you know, it makes me think what, what sort of the first single was going to be. Could it have been this um, if Dirty wasn't included? Um, because, you know, as we know, Christina said she felt like something was missing from the album and this is why Dirty was recorded. But, um, you know, I mean, Get Mine, Get Yours is an absolute corker of a track. There is also a Spanish version of the track. Um, so forgive me if my pronunciation is not right. I don't speak Spanish. Um, but it's Dame lo que yo te doy. Um, and this translates into Give Me What I Give You. So Get Mine, Get Yours, Give Me What I Give You. Um, but when we look at the comparison of the vocals between the English and the Spanish version, do listen to the Spanish version. It's out there on YouTube. And I think it's on some certain pressings of... Um, a single from Stripped, I want to say Beautiful, um, or something like that, um, but um, it, um, the in I feel that like the English version is more sensual and breathy, and the Spanish version is very much more sort of fiery and spicy, with a little bit more grit, um, it definitely brings out something else in the song for sure, and I think it's sort of like a different interpretation of it, because as we know, you directly translate 
it doesn't always make sense. So it's sort of a translation of what Get Mine, Get Yours is. And um, in the Spanish version, you can sort of really hear that Latina fiery, spicy side coming out of Christine. It gets me very excited for this future second Spanish album that she's been promising us for years, teasing for years and years and years. I mean, it's very much more obvious recently that she, she has been potentially working on it because, you know, she's been spotted um, in Miami and she's been working with a lot of Spanish producers and artists, um, which is very, very exciting. Um, but in the words of Christina, I guess we'll have to see soon, soon. I... Um, I like a Spanish album. I can't understand it because I don't speak Spanish, but I I love the Spanish albums. Um, you know, especially um the tracks that aren't sort of direct translations of previous English tracks. Um, her first Spanish album was huge, 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 huge in Latin countries. There's such a high demand for her to do more Spanish language music again, which would be so great to see her embracing those roots. Um, I mean. No major point is if there would be any Spanish translations of her singles that she's released since Miraflejo uh, or any album tracks or anything like that, like there was on, on Miraflejo. But if it is new material or or, or if it's that, um, like I said, she's been pictured with some very well-known artists in the Latin music world, like Rosalia, and she's used lots of Latin music on her Instagram stories. Um, so it's definitely coming, people. Um, I'm not an insider, so I don't know, but it's definitely coming. Um, but I think I have to learn my Spanish now. Let me get my Spanish book out. I mean, if there's any willing listeners wanting to teach me, donde están la maestras? I don't know if I said that right. Please tell me. Tell me if you uh, if I did. Um, so let's look at favourite lyrics and favourite parts. So my favourite lyric is, it ain't about the kissing and hugging, because this is a physical loving, straight sweating, our bodies are rubbing. I like the rhyming pattern. And when we look at track list order, which of course is, you know, how other way, which way does any Christina fan listen to Stripped? But um, it's sort of like a foreshadowing to the next song, which is Dirty. And I really like that because... You know, even though no two songs on Strip sound the same, there is this progressive journey from song to song and they all tie in together and there is that cohesion that we expect from a true artistic body of work. Um, so, yeah, great lyric. My favourite part is the either the work me like a nine to five bit with the spoken word section after it, which is so hot, so hot. Her speaking voice in studio recording has always been very delightful to listen to, to the ear. It just adds this extra texture to a vocal delivery for an album. You know, for an album as raw and intimate as Stripped is, it fits right at home here. Um, my second favourite part that I have is the extended note on the word spine towards the end of the song. I mean, the power that she just has in her voice is magnificent. But with that extra bit of reverb added to it here as well, it just makes it sound really, really epic. And, you know, like how I said, it builds up uh, to this sort of climax. This is the climax here. Um, and then we get the instrumental part at the end with the the string section coming in, which I think is very sophisticated, but also very naughty at the same time, which I like. Um, and what I mean by that is that the song, you know, it's about lust and no string attached relationship, but the strings are more commonly used in things like romance or love songs. So I like that sort of juxtaposition here. Um, really, really cool. She has performed this a lot live. Um, it was a staple on the strip tour. Um, near the beginning of the show. I think she does it with one of her male dancers. Um, great, great, great song. As you know, I'm a big fan of Triple X Tina and this Stripped, like a lot of the songs on Stripped, is, is an album highlight for me. So we've heard about The Right Man and we've heard about Get Mine, Get Yours, but there can only be one winner. So drum roll, please. 
and the winner is Get Mine, Get Yours. Congratulations to Get Mine, Get Yours. I absolutely love it when Christina gets in touch with her sensual and X-rated side. And as much as the right man is very sentimental, very, very personal, I just think Get Mine, Get Yours has this this excitement and it just builds up throughout the song and has that little bit more of a replay factor. And that's what pips it for the pose for me. So congratulations to Get Mine, Get Yours. So the next episode, we'll be looking at a debut ballad versus a song that shows a complete different side vocally. Hmm, which ones are they? You'll have to find out. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Xdina Track Battle. Peace out.